and welcome back to Inside the Tauntaun, a Star Wars podcast where we get to the guts of what makes Star Wars meaningful to us. I'm Alyssa Simmons, and I'm joined today by my two pals, Daniel Dawson. Hello there. And Dino DeCandros. Dear God. And today we're covering the season two finale of The Mandalorian, chapter 16, The Rescue, written by Jon Favreau, directed by Peyton Reed, and by God. We're Star Wars fans. Oh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Star Wars inside the Tauntaun. This is our podcast opening song. Alyssa, Daniel, and Dino talking about Star Wars. Like and subscribe. Okay, wow. That Oh my gosh. Have you cleaned I... yourself off yet? Have I what? Cleaned yourself off yet? No, no, I haven't. you're still covered I, in your own filth. From I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still drenched in my own sweat and tears. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my I, goodness! I wow. mean, I have not felt that sort of feeling about a Star Wars something. I think since I was a kid, honestly. Yeah. Something I'm fairly about, certain we all just turned into like like seven year olds. <laughs> just the the absolute excitement and wonder. mystery and wonder and thrill and just every every part of what makes Star Wars Star Wars was in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, whoa! I we gotta just <laughs> whoa whoa, we gotta just I think start at the beginning and go through this, and then we can gush as we go because I'll gush just, as you go, yeah. I'll uh, continue to yeah. Um, I, I will just say that like I mean, uh, yeah, kind of just on the same thing. I I, I came out of that. I I literally was maniacally laughing. Um, <laughs> by the end of the episode just like maniacally laugh crying like like laughing and crying at the same time just because i was so happy and confused at at why i was so emotional and just like (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh what a strange feeling it was amazing so beautiful and so everything that i i wanted but didn't know that i wanted (laughs) yeah 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 here's the thing and I'll, I'll I'll spare the details for when we get to this part of the episode. But what we talked about happening, and I recall it was either last episode or two episodes ago, where we were trying to figure out who was going to come to the rescue of everybody involved. Right. Who would reach out to, to Grogu. Yep. We said there was an obvious answer, and therefore that shouldn't be the one they go with. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. So I feel like an ass. 
because it was absolutely what needed to happen. And the way in which it happened in the context of the story at large uh, was so utterly thrilling. Yeah. Isn't that fun, though? Like when a director does like because, you know, you 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 as a consumer are just like, no, we don't need that. In fact, it actually would probably be hindering. And then the director's like, no, 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 you really do. And then well, they show it to you, and you're like, oh my god. And when you introduce you're a right. cameo of that, <laughs> right? When you introduce a cameo of that size right. into and girth in, into anything, <laughs> you run the risk of it being uh, detracting from from the whole point of the story. It did totally. the exact opposite. Totally. But we will get it there. Such, it was we'll such there. a thrill. But yeah, we'll get there because the rest of the episode is equally as incredible. Yes, so. that's that's that that is a, a a very exciting and most memorable. But it's a footnote, which is mm-hmm. why it's so excellent. It's yeah. a note about feet. Right. <laughs> right. So let let's just uh, dive let's into go. this sucker, and I we would be remiss if we did not mention the passing of Jeremy Bullock. The actor yes. who originally played Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and he passed the night before uh, the finale debuted, and it's 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 really I don't know what what you chalk that timing up to, but it, what what a way to honor him by having Boba alive and well and oh my god kicking. And... I mean, but like. In the most epic way. Right. And the only reason... Well, not the only reason, but such a huge reason Boba Fett has, like, captivated kids for generations now, seeing as how he has, like, three lines. Yes, the armor is really cool, but it's that we don't know anything about him. And it's that... It's the mystery and kind of the menace behind his character. And that... that, you don't. You don't think if you were to tell a normal person or a normal person, but somebody who's not familiar with acting, like what he does in that suit is what makes Boba interesting. Yeah. And the less he does, the more interesting he is. That's a physicality, and it is a credit to Jeremy Bullock. And yeah, one of the greatest lessons of less is more. Yeah. Right. It was like <laughs> yeah, we wanted to, have... to know more about him, and, it, and we were we getting. We actually didn't even. We didn't even get to mention the passing of of David Prowse either. No. Yeah. No. From a couple weeks ago, and. To have both of these men who embodied such powerful villains from the original trilogy, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's really sad. It's really sad, but I think that they absolutely, like you said, Dino, are being honored by what's yep. um, getting to happen now with the fact that their characters are still alive. And that's like the best way to, I, in my opinion, like if. I, I, if you know someday i oh my that would just be the greatest way to be honored to be like to have your character to be so iconic that it lives on but not just as like a like oh we remember them as such they actually continue on mm-hmm. you know like it, it you are they are a legend now you right know? and it, yeah. and it's been a rough go for the star wars family these last few years we lost peter mayhew yeah uh, kenny year. baker mm-hmm. uh it's it's we're kind of getting to that point in life where some of these these legends are going to pass on but how i mean how great i mean that's why why mandalorian is and we're going to gush about this but it's why mandalorian has been such a godsend for star wars fans and and people experiencing star wars for the first time Mm -hmm. uh, because these legacies are being honored either directly or indirectly and and 
especially with the bevy of news we just got in the last week that we've talked about. Right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's back, folks, mm-hmm. and it's here to stay, which is really exciting. So rest in rest in peace and rest easy. Yes, David Prowse and and um, Jeremy. We'll raise our glass of blue milk to you. <laughs> here, here. With that, let's dive into this episode. So we uh, we start out with a a, a pretty thrilling chase. I mean, <laughs> it just drops us right in the middle of yeah, the, Slave oh, One. Okay. Uh, Slave One chasing down an Imperial shuttle. With his dope guns. Oh, my God. The sound design on Slave One is... It's dope. Ah. Uh, so they're they're chasing the shuttle, and we, we come to discover that inside the shuttle is our dear Dr. Pershing, the cloning doctor. The only person in Star Wars to ever wear glasses. <laughs> I, that might very well be true. <laughs> I think so. I mean, at I, least uh, of that you, variety. If you, count, if you don't count Maz, um, yeah, Maz can. Well, if we do count Maz, um, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't we are, count Maz? Pretty like, much glasses, like, right? I mean, they're not. Like they're kind of like goggles, but goggles. Yeah, yeah. it's a little different from just like a straight up glasses. Specs. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm, we'll do a deep dive on that. Yeah. I'll make a note of it. <laughs> For let's, sure. do some, let's do some research. Thank on you, Daniel. And glasses. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, chase, chase, chase. We get a cool feature on the Slave One that we've never seen before. Boba unleashes some ion cannons, mm-hmm. which disables the ship. And the pilots on board are freaking out. And Boba comes over the comms, like, lower your shields, prepare for boarding. And, and you get sure this to tell cool... the audience, they're like, those are ion cannons that we just got hit by. Right. Like, Thank, you. Right. Thank you. Thank you so very much. That explains why it is no longer moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you get a great shot of Slave One popping up uh, kind of into view of the shuttle cockpit and then flipping over them. Oh, so that cool. And so then docking. Cool. I was like, oh, my good God. So in comes Mando leading the boarding party. And you get a really, honestly, a very fascinating standoff between the two pilots. Yeah. Ooh and Pershing and our boarding party. And one of the pilots tries to surrender. The other guy shoots him. He's like, oh, I'm not with this guy. And that other other pilot, I mean, it just immediately was like, oh, okay, we're like going straight into just like psychological war. Yeah, we're we're gonna negotiate here. I've got leverage. And he threatens to to kill Pershing, and he cites his value to the New Republic, and he's like, if right. if uh, if if he's dead, they're gonna come after you because he's a valuable asset. Like, you don't want this to be your fault. And then he turns to Cara Dune, and mentions the 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 tear tattoo she has on her face, which mm-hmm. is a symbolic gesture about mourning the destruction of Alderaan. And he said, I, I saw the tear. I also saw your planet destroyed. I was on the Death Star. So I, I saw... I saw which one? Right. She throws it back <laughs> at him. Which one? And he he kind of... It's not PTSD, but it's like... It, something something clicked. It stuns there. him, and he goes, you think that's funny? Millions of people died on those stations. And it and here I go, being the Imperial empath on the episode. Always. Sure. Always... <laughs> giving the fascists a way out with the dark side. But if you think about it, hundreds of thousands of personnel on each of these death stars, 
it, I like it stands. I mean, it stands to reason that a good chunk of them are probably not bloodthirsty war criminals. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm I'm being too generous, but <laughs> if you th- consider they have families, they have lives, they think what they're doing is right. If you go down that path, For so sure. he's like stunned. He's like, "You're making light of the fact millions of people died," right. and then he goes on, doubles down, and says, "Destroying your planet was a small price to pay for wiping out terrorism." Right. And I have never heard like the imperial mindset like so succinctly put. Yeah. yeah. It's like wiping your people out was. This is a war on terrorism. That's how they view it. This is the war on terror. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, kudos on the acting job for him. Because, like, he was like, oh, yes. this guy, like, truly believes this. Yeah. yeah he's yes. Um, and then she shoots him in cold blood. <laughs> which is face. Which is uh, a, a very aggressive move. And like, kind it, of... Is that Especially what Grand Marshals do? Given, I don't... <laughs> her, new, her new post as right. Marshal. You right. know, like, mm-hmm. of the New Republic. That's... This one's going to remain off the books, I think. Yeah. yeah. But again, that, that's, um, I think, very much, lying, you know, it sits in with the, the theme that we've been seeing throughout most of the season. Well, I guess in, throughout most of the show that, like, um, it, it's really not a, a good side, bad side. It's very, very gray, like right. somewhere in the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. So they managed to keep Pershing alive. Um, so... We then cut, we see Slave One arriving on a planet I don't believe we've been to before. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if either of you recognized it. No, I I mean, I could be wrong too, but yeah. It didn't look familiar, and we don't get planet names in the episode, so I can go look this up later. But um, they arrive, and we see a Mandalorian vessel Mm -hmm. parked out front. So, uh, Amongst a bunch of, like, seeming, like, power plants or something right mm-hmm. so but but and, and they uh, goes without saying but they commandeered the shuttle so the shuttle is there as well right and they will stroll into a cantina this is mando and boba and who do they see but bo katan oh sorry <laughs> our lord and savior now <laughs> cut for time this episode after all you know Oh, we don't have si- we don't have time for that Jesus scene. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> this one was really gonna. We got we got something place. better for you coming. <laughs> Basically, um, so we see Bo-Katan and um, and our and our girl Sasha Banks is is is. What's uh, your character name again? Um, give me a moment. Uh, Costco. Costco. Yes, there you go. Uh, so Bo-Katan and Koska are sharing Costco. some drinks and a uh, and some uh, some food. Mando strolls over and wastes no time and says, "We need your help." And she turns to him and says, "We're not all bounty hunters. Some of us serve a higher. Some of us Mandalorians serve a higher purpose." I was like, "Oh, good to see you. Good to see you. Great." <laughs> and and Boba's like, "I'm over this this BS. Let's leave. We don't need them." And this kind of sets Bo-Katan off. She's like, uh, oh, wait, well, excuse me. Before we get there, Mando explains the whole reason they're there. Yeah. Right. Which is like Gideon, uh, the child. Yeah. The child is missing, child. which seems yeah. to pique everyone's interest. It piqued Cara Dune's interest immediately when, when they're like, no, I'm good. The child's missing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> and then he uh, explains that Moff Gideon 
took took Rogu, and she immediately this registers with her. So there's some some history here, and she I says you'll never. It, it's seemingly like the the feelings of the the good people in this show, and just like the good people on Earth in real life. <laughs> like if you are, if you have any ounce of good in you, you like 100% stan Grogu. Like I, I, I would drop I would child. drop anything. Yes. <laughs> and it's just yes, absolutely. It's great. And uh, she proceeds to tell him well you'll never find him. Mhm. Which uh, I don't know kind of kind of paints an interesting picture of his notoriety. You learn something mm-hmm. about Gideon in this instance, which I think we already knew, but the guy is scary, he's well connected. And he knows how to stay off the grid. Smart. So so Boba's like, we're over this. I'm leaving. Bo-Katan immediately snaps at him and says, you're not a Mandalorian. And he's like, I never said I was. Then Casca jumps in. She's like, I didn't know sidekicks were allowed to talk. Ooh. And then, And then you get the line of the episode, in my humble opinion. <laughs> the, the pot meat kettle of Star Wars. Right. And Boba says, and I quote, well, if that isn't Quokta calling Stifling slimy. Yeah. <laughs> or Stifling, excuse me. Well, if that Wars. isn't Quokta calling the Stifling slimy. Jeez. Pot meat kettle, in other words. Yeah, <laughs> in the most Star so Wars. I'm going to work that into uh, everyday conversation. Just great. And uh, so Mando, he's like, okay, here's the deal. He's on a light cruiser. We know where it is. We go take it. You can have the light cruiser in your... If if we're able to secure it, you can have it in your quest to secure Mandalore, to liberate Mandalore. And Boba immediately is like, oh my god, guys, this is ridiculous. The Empire turned Mandalore to glass. Mm -hmm. And this again sets... uh, bow off and she's like you're a disgrace in that armor he's like this is my father's armor so come at me woman and she's <laughs> like oh you mean your donor's armor whoa he's like oh like, i recognize that clone voice i've heard thousands of them yeah you dirty clone this is so so great uh and he's like well if you're not careful it'll be the last one you ever hear and Koska's like nope we're not doing that Ooh. Sexy. Little WWE Sexy match ensues. Some great choreography. Yeah, she, she got a cool little fight sequence there. Yeah, with her jetpack. And then she pulls a friggin' WWE wrestling move to, yeah, <laughs> to, totally. to smash him into a table. I was like, okay, this is awesome. But also using her jetpack, which is Right, mm-hmm. right. That yeah. was so dope. I'm glad they gave her that moment. Yeah, yes. same. And then, to, and then they fire their flamethrowers at each other, and Bo's like, oh my gosh, stop with the, the peeing contest. <laughs> Guys, and uh, Bo's like, They're okay, let's back in this bar. Uh, Bo Katan agrees to help them, but she makes a very interesting, predictable, but very interesting demand. She's like, Gideon has the dark saber, which, as you'll remember, is the symbol of power of Mandalore, and and she explains, I need him to surrender to me. Right. Yeah. Very That's interesting wheeling and dealing going on here on on her part. She's it's mm-hmm. already getting political. 
Like she's like, yeah. don't don't get in the way. He has to surrender to me. Right. And that'll become clear for those of you who aren't familiar why that'll become clear to you later. But uh like he's I don't know. Like I and maybe maybe this was me projecting because I know who Bo Katan is, we know who Bo Katan is, we've seen her right. in action. She's striking me as a little power hungry in this moment. Yeah. She's re- she's oh, really yeah. spooked that somebody else is going to step in and and yeah, take this she, from she's, her. She's scared that she's not like worthy of it, and she's yeah. like she has to overcompensate maybe to hold on to it. Yeah. So, uh, well, and also, I mean, I'm sure we're we're probably going to get some of that backstory later on, but like, yeah. I think her losing it definitely threw her off a hundred percent. So now she's like. Oh, Extra. Well, after her family had lost it before. I mean, right. the yeah. shame she's been put through her whole life of trying to Keep hold Mandalore together. and So she's like fluffing her feathers big time, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's peacocking for sure. Yeah. So uh, I can't believe I just said that. Um, <laughs> I apologize. So she agrees to help. She's like, we'll get you the child. You give us the cruiser. And she says, I hope you will reconsider joining. And she says this to Mando. In addition to this agreement, I hope you'll reconsider helping us liberate Mandalore. And he's like, well, yeah, we'll see. My oh, my only priority, and he says this, my only priority is the child. You can have he the dark saber we'll if you he want was, it. He's like pretty, like, he almost just like more or less agreed. Yeah, like, he yeah, doesn't sure, care fine. about the dark saber. Yeah. yeah. At all. Like, he was like, like, yeah, that's fine. I'll help whatever. you. I, I really just need to get the child. I have whatever one priority. I need, whatever I need to do. Yeah. Which is okay. <laughs> Sorry, we just uh, we're gonna take we're gonna take a couple moments here and there just to uh, okay clean yeah. up the feces. Okay, Daddy Mando, <laughs> sweet Daddy Mando. So we're we're uh, aboard the shuttle. We get a really cool shot of Slave One and the shuttle flying through lights you know, through hyperspace at the same time, like right behind each other, which is really cool. They're on the shuttle, uh, and they're they're looking at a schematic, and Pershing is kind of helping them understand the layout of the ship and what to expect. So they're they're talking, they're talking. The, these uh, Bo-Katan notes these cruisers usually operate with larger crews, but the crew on this one is Sparks. considerably smaller. But but uh, Pershing jumps in and says, "Yes, but there's a platoon." There's a platoon of dark troopers on board. Dark troopers! Which, yet again, I can't believe they've been canonized. My God. Oh my God, I know. And and he goes a step further and canonizes that these are third generation dark troopers, meaning they used to be suits that that right. troopers would would operate like Iron Man, essentially Iron Man suits. And now they are droids. And he, he, which Just is terrifying. Full blown, full Terminators. Blown They're robots. Terminators. Yeah. And uh, he explains they're held in cold storage and they need a few minutes to power up. Remember that? That's an interesting mm-hmm. piece of information that it takes him a minute to boot up. So they then devise the plan. Uh, Mando says he wants to go and he's going in alone. So Bo registers this. It's like, okay, the shuttle will fly in. We'll make it look like Boba is attacking us in Slave One. We will hail the cruiser with an emergency call. And in the midst of them deploying fighters, we're going to 
try and plug the the launch tube where the fighters come out of the uh, the vessel so they can't cause any harm. The idea would be cause a diversion, create havoc. That way Mando could, could slip to the containment cell and grab Grogu. All very plain and simple. Bo reiterates, I need Gideon to surrender to uh, surrender to me and Cara Dune was like okay I need him alive though because he would be really interesting for the New Republic to get their hands on yeah. so a lot of a lot of little sub stories happening here yeah and Bo's like I don't care if he's alive just like I need the Darksaber he has to surrender to I me need, I need to have taken it from him right so so they initiate the plan Boba Boba and and Bo have a an interesting. He calls her princess a couple of times, which of course she is, she is Mandalorian royalty. But they've kind of got a a playful banter, which I'd like to see explored later on. Oh yeah, and more than likely will. Uh, but uh, he says I'll make it look convincing. You just stay safe in there, which was like another interesting like Bobaism. Like mm-hmm. if he was just in it for like the blood pact or you know that he made with with mando he wouldn't say stuff like that but right he's clearly there's some level of emotional attachment which is is so neat for that character oh, knowing yeah. what we know about him mm-hmm. makes him so much more interesting and appealing mm-hmm. and not just like a cool bad guy in a cool suit right <laughs> so in they come shuttles under fire they hail the the cruiser uh, the cruiser's like, okay, just stay out of the way. We're going to launch TIE fighters. They don't like the sound of that, so they beeline it to the, the the cruiser. They're trying to land. The officer's telling him not to. They crash land inside the the tube in a really amazing sequence. Also, also the TIE fighters being deployed from the cruiser. We've never I seen it. I love the mechanics uh, of that. So cool. So on, like on the conveyor cool. belt. And then it's like the video game squadrons that Daniel yeah. and I have, totally. have played. It's exactly that mechanic of just being like l- literally launched out. So that, awesome. That, that's, but that's, that's, that's part of like, I think what, um, very much part of what made this uh, episode made me feel like a kid again. Cause like kids like want to know how things work. You know that is I mean? a toy set waiting to friggin' happen. Absolutely, Absolutely. 100%. That is a Hot Wheels like, <laughs> it was like shoot ooh, your TIE yeah. fighter out of this tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. And I gotta say too, all the um, Moff Gideon minions, all the um, First Order peeps, um, all very non-binary, which is like cool. Yeah. I yeah. really I yeah. appreciate that. Like Absolutely. No not gender specific at all. All mm-hmm. of them were very non-binary and it was really great to sort of see that representation. Well, you know, in, and and in it's Star Wars. And and it's it it makes sense because I mean the US military at least it's supposed to, but that, I mean soldiers operate that way. Yeah. yeah. And right. and there are, it, it, it yeah, you're you're right. It's it's cool to kind of see standard military operating procedure which i'm mm-hmm. not sure we ever get a really great glance at yeah mm-hmm. so they they um they block the tube a couple fighters get out you see boba pulling some crazy maneuvers in slave one i just giggle every time slave one does something <laughs> and he 
turns the turret around and is shooting from behind and then takes off into hyperspace. Irish goodbye. And so we are on the ship. Uh, first comes the crew of ladies. Got Fennec Shand, Koska, Cardoon, Bo-Katan. And they come out yeah, shooting. I just, I just, in my notes, I wrote in all caps, just like, badass lady crew uh-huh. coming yeah. in. We got a, we've never literally seen a, that. In, like the, we've never seen girl that. Girl squad. No, all, no, and all and, female characters like storming in like that. No. And it's Avengers Endgame was no the first nonsense. time we saw like hero, like female heroes do it together. Right. So yeah, just beautifully yeah. choreographed. Like just felt so uh, <laughs> relatively easy for them to. It's just like yeah, whatever. Well, they're all brilliant shots. They're all brilliant warriors. And what I loved is like it. It didn't feel. Uh, contrived no uh uh-uh. like i i remembered it after the fact but in that moment i was like it was just four badasses shooting up the yeah. place uh-huh which was what it's supposed it to be it's so to great be women. right yeah, really cool it was so yeah. it was really cool yeah they um, didn't even do like a, all right ladies let's do this five six seven eight i'm really glad they, they didn't do that, that. every oh, that, that would have been, been it that would have yeah, been it for star wars been like oh, Gay. I'm out. I'm out. I'm good. <laughs> it it, it like, died. <laughs> Let's go, girls. <laughs> the season finale was the Boba episode. Sorry, everyone. Oh, my God. I do not acknowledge this. <laughs> so they're they just uh, shooting up a storm. And then we see Mando sneak off while they're causing havoc. Gideon notices what's going down, going down in the... Uh, in the hangar, he asks, asks for the uh, dark troopers to be activated, and then we get one of the coolest Star Wars musical themes. It was. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, we're going full trap here!" Like, like Star Wars dubstep techno. Music. Yes. Yeah. Ludwig Granson, you son of a gun! Yes, but it was like it was almost like. The sound effects of them being yes. activated, yes. yeah, yeah, were all adding in to the music, which is like so freaking brilliant. That's such brilliant. a Hans like, Zimmer. Why would you not lose? Why would you not use those sound effects to help right. propel the music? Like it right. is just, it is film scoring and TV scoring at its absolute finest. That is such it a is- great point. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was watching my heart rate throughout, and that music definitely made my heart rate go up. I cannot wait to download that, (laughs) run to it. Oh, it's out. It's out. They released it today. Great running music. Oh, I can't wait. Well, we'll talk talk about, uh, we'll dedicate a few minutes to the score of this episode. Yeah, we have to. to. I give it 10. A 10 (laughs) score. 10 out of 10. Fine. Great. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so the, so the dark troopers are dark troopers are being activated with incredible trap music, and and uh, we we catch our 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 badass ladies running across a bridge. You get a really awesome sequence. They get surrounded by stormtroopers. Bo and Casca jump off the side with their yeah, their jetpacks and then come at come back from back underneath behind, yeah. it yeah. and and shoot every. It's just like it's the, beautiful. Yeah, it's just really well choreographed. A thousand ways to kill stormtroopers, and each one is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wrote here in bold, and this is just general for the next couple minutes, but Fennec with some slick moves. 
yeah. Oh my god. The, in, in the cargo hold where she's <laughs> just Insane. murdering people yeah. with with her limbs and then her gun and then back to my legs and then my arms and then <laughs> break your neck yeah. and then shoot you through the crate and yeah, I see you poking break, out the over neck there. Breaking was very violent. I mean, I she was, was like, already oh. intense before, but now she's like also part like cyborg or whatever. So I'm sure she's got she's had some upgrades. Extra powers. And I love number one that we're going to be seeing more of her, obviously. Mm-hmm. Number two that we're going to be seeing her in Bad Batch. Yes. Oh yeah, right. Yes. In animated form. Yes. She's getting a backstory during the the like the post Clone War era. I was like, folks. Yeah, That's you can great. see her in the. Uh, if, if you're wondering I mean, what it's you can see oh, she her. Oh, she is. She is a voice actor. Yeah. So, oh, that's great, man! Yes. What a freaking thrill for her! It's like the live action and animated version of yeah. her. Yeah. Yes. Like, but it's just really, really smart, smart writing too, because you know throughout this, like I think at least in a couple episodes now, she's mentioned how she's like wanted, you know, mm-hmm. for her was it IS, ISP or what was it again? The, the three oh ISB the uh, Imperial ISB, Security there Bureau. We go, yes, yep. and so more than likely in the Bad Batch, they're gonna like show us yep. why that was the case. And and as a reminder, I mean, I'm I'm sure most people listening to this remember Fennec was a Fennec. a gunslinger who was often employed by Jabba. So so she and right. Boba were familiar with one another long before this. She, right. She's one of the top bounty hunters. Uh, I then wrote. Dark Troopers, Nightmare Fuel. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. As as they are being deployed in complete synchronicity. Yeah. Well, and coming, the unclicking of them from the, like, cooling tubes or whatever, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. This is, like, absolutely, truly the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Terminator. Absolutely. I mean, oh, God, so scary. scary Iron Man suits. Yeah. Um, Kara's gun jams, but they're looking out for her. get some. <laughs> you get some some funny uh, uh, phrases from her son of a mud scuffer. <laughs> yes, yes. That's when I and underlined. And she fixes her gun in the way that I um, fix a lot of things in my life, which is just by whacking them, just really banging hard. it on the ground <laughs> yeah, like right, a vacuum like, cleaner. Eh. I was like, you know, you could just pick up one of their. Gu- no, you're not going to pick up their. No. Gun? Okay, no. cool. That's fine. <laughs> no, I like I like my submachine gun. Thank you. I like you. mine better. I like mine even better, like, when it doesn't work, I'll just hit you with it. That's fine. <laughs> so, meanwhile, so Mando, before, excuse me, before Mando makes it to the cargo hold, he first, I don't think I mentioned this, but he first has to go make sure the door, <laughs> the door to the chamber holding the dark troopers is locked so they can't get out. And they <laughs> they, they had asked Pershing before they launched the mission, will there be time to stop them before they're activated. And that's when he said, yes, it takes him a couple minutes to activate. So that's where he's rushing to first. And he's just a tad too late because he goes to lock the door. And this is where the nightmare fuel is. One of them grabs the door, pries it open, gives Mando a swift kick in the chest. And then just... Just an awful sequence where Well, the... we've never seen Mando get thrown around like this before. No, yeah, wow. he is a ragdoll in this moment. Let's yeah. just say he's definitely going to need a chiropractor after this. He he better have he good insurance. No, mm-hmm. He has no, like, you know, probably bleeding wounds because of his Beskar, but 
his like bones, a lot. concussive wounds. His oh, yeah. bones and his brain cannot. Concussive <laughs> and psych- psychological, I would yeah. imagine. Oh, sure. And a lot of that will stem from this next sequence where he is repeatedly punched in the face. Granted, he has That's his Beskar injured. helmet on. And you see how strong Beskar is. It's taking full-on haymakers from this Nazi killer droid so that crazy. is literally slamming his head further and further into the steel wall. Yeah, like his head was the drill. and Or like the, his head was the nail and the, <laughs> the dark trooper was the hammer. Yes. Yeah, he absolutely has at least three concussions. I mean, if he remembers his name, he's having a good day. Right. So he then tries to use his flamethrower to do something to it. What can you do? And you get one of the most horrifyingly badass shots. He lights the thing on fire, and in all of kind of like the excess space in the robot, it's all Mm -hmm. ablaze in this wreath of flame, and it just turns and looks at him. It's like, what are you doing? You... It's like Terminator, like, Terminator, Terminator, like, Terminator. Looking for all of his little, uh, he's like, okay, we need to find a weakness. He's got to have a weakness somewhere. And then he pulls out, uh, Mando tries to unleash the whistling birds on him. That doesn't do he's like, Don't anything. Waste those. You're going to need those. Yeah, I mean, one shot and they're done. So he wasted right. those. Whoops. And then finally, uh, he turns to his Beskar spear and is able to put it through the neck of, of this droid. And and that was just one of them. Yeah, whoops. Folks. Yikes. <laughs> so there's a that would have been the end of Mando for sure. If there had been two, he's a dead man. Yep. Yeah, potentially. So what's great is that as they're all, uh, you, you see the other droids trying to punch their way out of the door, completely synchronized, terrifying. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. scary. But he presses a button and opens a back hatch and sucks yeah. all of the dark troopers. <laughs> And I was thinking, I myself, like, wow, okay. Well, Out of the easy. chamber. <laughs> but then we remember they fly. Just put that in your back pocket. It's like, shit, that in your pipe and smoke it. So the ladies make it up to the bridge. They clear the bridge. Moff Gideon isn't up there. They're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Meanwhile, Mando beelines it to the holding cell where presumably Grogu is. He opens the door, and there is Gideon. With dark saber ignited, that basically bastard. holding it to Grogu's exactly. neck, and I'm getting angry at this point. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Poor little Grogu just looked so defeated and he looked tired. tired. Yeah, little guy. Well, oh, well. When when Mando walks in, he kind of holds his arms up. It's like help. I'm like, oh my god. It's it's sick. So uh, a little negotiating happens, and and Gideon explains that he knows who he's with, meaning Bo-Katan. He's like, the number one thing you should know about me, assume I know everything, which is a very uh, straight-on description of that guy's character. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I know why Bo-Katan's here. She wants this, the, meaning the Darksaber. It is the symbol of Mandalorian power. And uh, he said, I would assume that your friends are on the bridge, and I would assume they killed everybody on the bridge because they're murderous savages. <laughs> so again, imperial worldview. Yeah, imperial opinions about Mandalorians. 
not entirely off base either. Yeah. I'm just here. I'm I'm here to keep the fascists. You know. <laughs> we get it, Dino. We get it. Okay. Oh, gosh, I'm building such a terrible reputation. <laughs> I really am. Um. <laughs> uh. But this is where Mando says. I don't care about any of that. I don't care about the dark saber. I don't care about Mandalore. You keep it. I just want the kid. And Gideon's like, huh, you know what? All right. I already have what I need from the kid. I have his blood, which keep that in your back pocket. Yeah. So they've extracted Mm -hmm. genetic material from the child. And he explains this child has rare properties that have potential to bring order back to the galaxy. Mm -hmm. End game. Ladies there and gentlemen, we yep. we kind of knew it was going this direction, but here it is: cloning a Force user to bring order back to the galaxy. You do with that what you will. I mean, I I feel like I already did, and I mean, I mean, I, we've I, said I don't I don't know I don't know if he's he's not directly referencing the Emperor necessarily. We could, but be this proven, is a precursor for but sure. The technology is being be. developed. Yeah. They have ideas about. Cloning force users. Yikes. That's fun. Um that so so, so he's fun. like so take fun. take the child, but you have to leave my ship and we'll leave it at that. No. And this I is where know. I'm screaming at the computer. No, I'm like, Mando, no. No, no, doing? no. You know he's So he goes to pick him up. Bad dude. He's not gonna give you Don't turn your want. back to him. Gideon ignites the dark saber, starts hacking away, that. and thank God for the best car. Oh, my God. Because he's literally just hacking him across the back. And we get the uh, we get the fight we were waiting for. Yep. Uh, brilliantly choreographed. So, cool. so So frenetic and visceral. And we, we kind of get the side of Gideon we haven't seen yet, but that uh, Giancarlo Esposito had been hinting at that I think he, I think he was quoted saying like I I have to keep my body high and tight for what I I mean I have to do. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like he was moving. Like did He's, he do all of his own stunts? It sure looked. I mean, if he didn't do all of them, it looked like he did a, a vast majority a of them. Portion. Yeah, I was like he he wow, looked very proficient with that blade. That was dope. Um, a great scene. Mando pulls out his Beskar spear. Great fight. He disarms Gideon. Oh my god, he did this really dope move where he like I think he like he kicks the the spear, like Mandalorian kicks the spear like behind him yeah, and like, flips yeah. over his uh, head. And I'm like, ooh, that was neat. Just it was genius, very sexy. Genius fight choreography in this whole Good episode. Stuff. Uh so he disarms Gideon, meaning he disarmed him of the Darksaber. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which if you're keeping score at home, that's Kind of a big deal. Apparently a big deal. And apparently uh, our uh, Mando doesn't uh, doesn't understand that. Doesn't know and doesn't care. He's like, yeah, whatever, fine. And Gideon kind of mocks him and says, you're sparing my life. This should be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Have we not learned from, like, the Dark Knight when guys get imprisoned and they want to be imprisoned? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, Skyfall? Exactly. Oh. Or it's like, oh, guys, this was too... Ugh. This is going to come back to bite us in 2021, I suspect. That's right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Christmas of 2021. So he takes Gideon to the bridge. He's got the child. Grogu's safe, everybody. 
Thank goodness. And Bo-Katan is low-key furious. Oh yeah. She's like w- she's like wait, yeah. what what just happened? What happened here? What happened? Yeah. This and isn't part of the plan. And Gideon is just enjoying the hell out of himself. He says, "Oh, oh nothing other than he disarmed me and Mando here is now the rightful heir to Mandalore." I'm beg your pardon. <laughs> I uh I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, we had an agreement, says Bo, and um, uh, maybe I should have been more specific. Actually, and, she really should have been more specific because as truly, she would have he doesn't def- know. <laughs> and and Mando was like, "Oh well, here, take it. it. I don't, matter. I don't here want it." And yeah. you get this stupid grin on Gideon's face, and he goes, "Oh no, 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 no. She has to take it by force, by combat, uh, in order to earn it. It cannot be just given to her." And she begrudging. Foreshadowing. And she begrudgingly acknowledges this fact. And uh, he drops he drops a really great line about uh, Mandalorian lore. Uh, he says the dark saber doesn't have power; the story does. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that line got me. Good. Like like the sword itself doesn't matter, but yeah. how you got it is is all that matters to Mandalorians. And That's he and you know he thinks it. Lore. You know he thinks it's so stupid, and he's he his Mandalore. sole purpose, his sole purpose here is just to sow discord, mm-hmm. and be a dick, um and and just be a dick, right? Uh, alarms blare. They're they are being boarded. The cruiser is being boarded, and Fennec turns to Bo. He's like, "How many?" Or uh, I think it was Costco. Maybe it's like, "How many life forms?" Zero life forms. Dark troopers are back. Dark troopers! They use their... (laughs) Dark (laughs) troopers! They use their stupid jetpacks, and they they enter the ship, and they're now marching. Just so horrifying. Horrifyingly marching to to the bridge. Uh, They're able to fly outside of the ship and come back just nbd yeah and and gideon's like well you do know they're going to kill everyone on the bridge except me and the child and we're like great thanks for that piece of information uh, so they seal the blast doors seal the blast doors seal the blast doors and the dark troopers arrive at the bridge and they start trying to punch through the door and it just you get this sense of inevitability the final stand, Gideon even says that. he's Gideon's kind of like our, our fourth wall narrator. He's like, yeah, you've got a great yeah. team here. You guys are going to fight valiantly, <laughs> and you're all going to die. You're all going to die. Yep. All the while, too, he's like, you know, he like is leaning on a little gun that he's like yes, covered he, up. Right. Good point. He's he's hidden a pistol. Yeah, he knows what's He's like, these guys. So we're all screwed. Everyone's putting on their helmets, getting ready for closing time. Alarms blare again. Linda we see Blair. a singular X-wing fighter. And Cardoon is like, "Oh, great, one ship." Yeah, cool. and <laughs> be honest. When she said that, that, I was us. just like, "Okay, yeah. okay, are they really gonna? They're going there. They're going there. Oh my god, they're going there. I, oh my I, god, they're really going there." I, I'm with that you. That was when I immediately started to freak out. And when I saw the X-wing. I know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The one next wing. I didn't know how. I I didn't I 
I just like uh, we knew. I kept on, I kept on, like I kept on going. No, no, it couldn't be. There's... Like this is just like a big redirect. They're just gonna like you know, it, you know, because like it, 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 like at that point we're like it's too obvious, it's too obvious. And then I was thinking like, well, maybe like Cal got some. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> Ahsoka had like one left over point. from her rebellion days, or. I, <laughs> right, right. It, it was oh, like, no, we yeah. we know no. who this is. No. Oh my god! And Grogu's ears perk up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like he senses something. He, and I was like, yes, yeah. his eyes and everything. Like he just was like, he's here. He's here. He's here. He's so here. the X-wing lands, and you're watching all of this through security camera footage, which is such a cool. Yes. Just well, and way and to, it way to build the suspense for everyone who's on the bridge, right? Because like, even when the figure, us. right? Because even when the figure emerges from the X-wing, it's in black and white security camera footage. So we're still kind of like, oh, I don't yeah. know who this is. And they're wearing they're wearing like a cloak and a robe. So like... yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> the being. The, the 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 person in question is just chopping through dark troopers on the security camera footage and then we cut with their green lightsaber mm-hmm. oh baby i just hooted and hollered yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hoot, hooted and hollered i mean literally i was just like like I was saying at the the beginning of this, I was laughing and like going, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> and and we know who this is at this moment. This is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially too when they started to get a little closer, and you saw yes. the glove. You know, you're like the oh, glove. Man. His in his Return of the Jedi regalia. Yeah, yeah. Just slicing through dark troopers like they're <laughs> nothing. And yeah, and exactly. you're getting this this image of Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, and I think this is the first time, as far as combat goes, that we've seen him fully realized, unleashed. Yeah, this is yeah. this is this is a uh, like last Je- last Skywalker Jedi unleashed. was last Jedi was his power, like his mastery of the Force itself. Yeah, but he was much at, more reserved. at the pinnacle. But no, no uh, mastery in combat. But that this was like oh. This is the son of Anakin Skywalker. Well, I'm very great that you brought that up too. Yes, because... I know where you're going. Yeah, like yeah. man, that moment when he came out of that elevator, so... and just, like I was like, um, we got they the... are re- they are making major callbacks to yep. Rogue, the Rogue uh, One hallway Rogue One. scene with Darth Vader and Hella. Like, I was like, oh my god, that it, what, the the duality. The oh man, it's just like so 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 great because. You start to see the echo of like, oh yeah, he is he is his father, but and and there is a there is seemingly maybe a darker side to him too. I, and I don't, he taps it, it into real... it. Yeah, he yeah. taps into it a little bit, which the precedent was there in Return of the Jedi. But he taps into it when he crushes yeah. the dark trooper with the the, the that... Force crush. Um. Like, okay. Yeah. So that was really dark. Yeah. Um, I do want to go and like literally watch those two scenes side by side but i feel like there are a couple of things that they literally took verbatim like from the rogue one i'll to- send you i'll send you the youtube video somebody already oh did there it. already of course yeah. there already is one. yeah of course I'll, there I'll, is. i should have sent it to you but even but, the yeah, choke, the choke um, and the, all of it yeah we don't get very many light side 
we don't get very many Jedi's using like a force choke. Yeah. No. Even though it is like, you know, a robot. <laughs> well, and 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 through all of this and why it's so beautiful that they did a callback to that Vader scene is that that one was pure terror. This one is like thank God the cavalry's arrived. Totally. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> I'm stuttering. Like I can't It's so breathtaking. I mean, I was like you guys when the X-wing landed, I was like, okay, nine nine point eight percent, nine ninety eight point nine 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 percent. This has to be Luke. But then there was like a piece of me that was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, like like you said, Daniel, like maybe maybe Cal somehow no. has an X-wing now. I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I was um, making all sorts of. Um... But the movement that they had in him with his fight choreography, I was like, very specific, without, without a shadow of a doubt, this is Master Luke. Graceful, like this. Yes, everything about it was ease so... of movement, just musical a dance it was a dance i loved i loved the there were so many little moments to pick out of his just onslaught but when he kind of cuts through one droid and moves on to the next one but then the other one kind of grabs him on the shoulder and Mm -hmm. oh and luke turns around like don't touch me sorry what max lloyd jones max was the stunt performer i believe so yes as the actor max lloyd jones who acts as luke's body devil amazing bravo max congratulations bravo yeah that was truly some of the most beautiful fight, like execution of fight choreography and stunt work that I have ever seen yes. in my yeah. whole life. And it was really so great. it was so specific to Luke. Yep. Because we haven't seen his face at this point, so we knew it was him. Yep. Which brings us to the reveal. Well, we're actually, we're not quite there yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, so <laughs> his second his second round of. Well, we kind of covered that, but all throughout this, we get some shots of Gideon being like, oh, my. The first time that we've ever seen him, like, actually have a little bit of terror in his face. And we don't know if this is a realization. Like, we don't know if he knows who Luke Skywalker is or if this is Luke Skywalker or there's just some Jedi who's very, very skilled. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's very bad news. He knows that the Jedi are, are, like terrifying right and this is very bad news for him unstoppable um so gideon kind of noticing or kind of realizing that the situation is very dire for him the gig is up he picks up his pistol takes some shots at um at uh uh, bow what bow and then i i thought i thought he killed uh same uh, what's her face? Yeah, Why am I forgetting her name? Uh, Costco. Thank you. There you go, Costco. Uh, yes. <laughs> Costco. Costco superstores. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he lands a few shots, and then uh, the best guard is able to kind of deflect the the bolts, and then he pulls the gun on baby, on Effing on Grogu. Grogu. You're gonna shoot Grogu. And Mando, Mando jumps in at the uh, the last second and is able to absorb the fire. Oh my god. And then. Quickly, kind of analyzing like the situation, the Gideon then goes and tries to kill himself. Yeah, it's like, oh, that was, God, that was a, dark that, as hell. I was not expecting that. 
Yeah. But no, not not from him, from his subordinates. No. Yes. Yeah. But, sure. Yeah. Because that that sure. was that was the first moment that you know that he's just like, oh. But yep, it's like here we no are. These these guys are fanatics. Yeah. Which is which is okay. I think I think maybe we'll we'll take this moment to theorize here. Do it. So if he's willing to kill himself, mm-hmm. is he's this not the big baddie then? Is this the alpha dog? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. So therefore. Could the alpha dog be a blue-skinned maybe. fellow? Maybe. If not, it's somebody. Or maybe or first order people, but even yeah, though they're not really a thing yet at this point, but they're it's working on it. it. It depends on how long they want the show to go for, I think. Because if they want to... They, like... I mean, they're going to have to traverse. Well, the first order, from what I've, I've digested in other material, I... I I think it's about fifteen year, ten to fifteen years before Force Awakens that they actually become like a real thing. Mm-hmm. But whatever is going on here, the fact that Gideon's willing to kill himself—the only reason you kill yourself is if you have information that's valuable, right. which he does. The whole cloning oh, sure. program. He just said that he knows everything. <laughs> right, but would he? But if, but if just you're kidding. the brains of the. Don't know <laughs> Right. If you're the brains of the operation, would you off yourself and leave it to somebody else to kind of oversee it? I I feel like there, there there's somebody above his there has station. To be. Yeah, there has maybe. To. Uh, anyway, that's my thought too. But maybe not. Maybe maybe it'll just be one of those things where he's gonna, you know, find a way to. I mean, it's a it's a Nazi it's a Nazi or, thing. Know. Like at the end of World War Two, that's why they all, they all started shooting and hanging themselves because they didn't want right. to be captured. There was no rhyme or reason. Um. So Cara Dune steps in at the last minute, knocks the blaster out of his hand, and then knocks him out. So Gideon is out cold. He's not getting away that easy. Bye, bye, bitch, bye. Yeah, and then 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 we get the Luke hallway sequence, which. Oh my God. He is uh, a force stunning. to be reckoned with. I immediately burst into tears. <laughs> yeah. When he lifted his, uh, yeah, yep. yeah. When he when he took so, his, well, his hood and, off. Well, Grogu, okay, so this is how smart we know Grogu to be already. He he kind of looks at Mando. Well, we see, we see Luke on the security cam in front of the door, and Grogu looks to Mando and kind of coos at him. And then Mando kind of registers this and then tells them to open the door. And in he walks, lowers the hood, and the face of Mark Hamill. I'm telling you, I mean, like... I, I was that, stunned. That's... that. I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's such a... And the fact that we did get emotional about it, like, is just such a testament to the people who spent the time to make that CGI actually look legit because yes. And it could have been so, it could have been really distracting and really like, well, and and they're working on, they're working on a slightly smaller budget than they were on a film. And I would venture to say a large chunk of the budget was spent on rendering Hamill's (laughs) face on probably seriously though, because this was the same thing with rogue one. It looked. I mean, it he looked good. Moved his face, but that was a very smart choice because it, it looked. Know. It looked. I don't even want to criticize it because I, I mean, it, there was something off about it. Oh yeah, no. But there, there's always an uncanny valley thing going on. But sure. uh, 
but that that was so irrelevant. Yeah, no, yeah, it's so just, utterly it's irrelevant because it was so good, especially when he was standing still. Yeah, I was like, yeah. holy, <laughs> and it was his voice. Yeah, right. It's just like, uh, but yeah, you know, and it's it's not it's not even just like how he looked or how it was rendered. It's just the symbol of him mm-hmm. being yeah. the one, you know, and it's it's um. Yeah, it, it it was it was a very special moment. I think it, it <laughs> and as I'm seeing like on Twitter and just from literally all the text messages I'm literally getting from my friends right now as we're recording this, um, people are freaking the f out and all just like so elated and. Well, there's something. I mean, sure, it's thrilling and amazing that we got Luke in this moment, but I think that the thing that made me so emotional about it is that you know yoda was luke's master right yep Yep. and to have it kind of come in this amazing like circle of life kumbaya moment (laughs) and have him now be this master and have felt grogu reach out through the force and to come get him like I don't know what it was. I know it, like, you know. No, there's totally Yoda some circle whatever, of life shit like, going no. on there for He's, sure. It's just, there's something so extra special about that. Well, you know, they, they said this so many times. Um, I'm not going to get it right, but I'm sure you're going to help me um, about uh, about how everything in this, like, franchise rhymes, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, it's poetry. Rhymes. Poetry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I swear to God, and and I don't know if this will ever happen or if we even need it to happen, but if I ever see a scene of Luke training Grogu on Dagobah, <laughs> that'll be the end. That will be the end. Yep. Right. You're right. But it's just like, it's so beautiful too, because like, you know, you had Yoda on his back, you know, in Empire Strikes Back. And then here you have like luke carrying yep. him on his front you know so uh, well, so yeah before yeah before we get there well when he wa- when he walks in he he reaches out to to grogu and says come little one and he kind of coos and and, Man- <laughs> and and mando says he doesn't want to go and luke says no he's asking your permission <laughs> like, are you telling me that i was like ti- a tiny little child who has been growing before our eyes, not really not really growing because but... he's got another 30 years to gain, like four years of normal. But <laughs> um, emotionally. But uh, asking his dad permission to do something he knows he has to do. Oh, my God. And if that's not Star Wars, um, um, yeah, man, it was, it was so, so beautiful. And then, and, and Luke, um, goes on and he says he has serious ability but his talent without training is nothing i will give my life to protect him but he will not be safe until he masters his abilities and we i i I hinted at this at the beginning and we, we talked about it a little bit but um what's so special about this moment it's not luke skywalker it's uh they never say his name. He never introduces himself. He doesn't give us the whole backstory of I'm forming a new Jedi Order. I'm the son of Anakin. Yeah, right, right. This is just, to Mando, this is just 
Some the Jedi. Jedi who showed up and the right. Jedi who can help the my Jedi son. The Jedi who showed up, totally, right. And we all, and it, it's it's extra special for us. But it's also, what this did for the saga, especially the saga in recent memory, what this moment did for Luke's characterization, even though he's not the focus, he says, I give my life to protect him. And if you remember from the sequel trilogy, where we find Luke in the state he's in, right, having lost most, if not all, of his uh, students, right, maybe Grogu's included in that. We don't know, right. And, and it, we, it 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 justifies every decision made uh, for Luke as a character. The last time we saw him in the Last Jedi. It just yeah. brings a lot more context, yeah. Because you, you you're thinking in your head, you're like, oh, come on, get over it. But when you when now we know who this Grogu kid what? is, and if you imagine somebody like taking the life of this poor little child, like, oh, how many yeah. how many promises like this do you think Luke made? Right, and it just makes it makes it easier for you to oh see how gosh. he got from A to B. Yeah, and by A to B, I mean like Return of the Jedi to Last Jedi. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, anyway, again, it's not. It's this moment wasn't about Luke, and they didn't make no. it about Luke, which was smart. Which is which is why it was the perfect choice. Even though we said in an episode a couple of weeks ago, it's the obvious choice. The galaxy's they too too that. big. Yeah, they don't they need to go down won't. that route. Invite the Skywalkers back in. Nope, we're so wrong. Funny, we're like, stupid. Yeah, I really didn't know that I needed it, but man, I I apparently did because that was such an emotional. Uh, release for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Mando picks up Grogu and uh, uh, he says, I'll see you again. I promise. Which is like, hmm. Uh, he promised him. It's Anakin and Shmi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it doesn't mean anything. He's not gonna die. Dino, don't say that. No, that's not. That's not where I'm. I'm. I'm not going down that road. It's. It's the letting your child go. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, we're not parents, but it's easy to imagine having to let something you care about so deeply go because you know you have to. Yeah. And it's the best thing for them. And. Uh, uh, Grogu puts his hand on Mando's helmet, indicating that he wants to see his face. Yeah. And we get th- this is this is when I I lost just all bodily oh, yeah. function because mm-hmm. this is the let me look on you with my own eyes moment yeah. from Return of the yeah. Jedi. When he's like, I want you to remember, but just kind of in reverse. Yeah, I mean, just I kind of in reverse. Me by my face, and I want to see helmet. your face. Yeah. And Mando takes it off, takes off his helmet. The first time goes. Grogu's seen him, closes his <laughs> eyes. Grogu touches his face, and I'm just, <laughs> just a, puddle. A, a puddle. A complete mess. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a puppet. Now, he's an effing puppet, but this is the beauty. This the, is the puppet work. Oh my guys. good god! Oh, when it's done right, it is just. This is the best magic. puppet I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really really great. Well, I read today. Um, that the main Grogu that they used for close-up shots uh, cost $5 million to make. 
worth every penny. The one now, close up one. I have so. to imagine though that they're they're including like all the development cost as well as a for you know like who knows know. but it, it, I I'd I'd pay 10. Yeah. Because it, it, it sure. is it, uh, it is so emotive, expressive. Yeah. Life I I'm running out of synonyms. It's it's Yeah. It's just a really damn good puppet. It's a damn good puppet and yeah. um and 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 this was like I we, rarely, were, we were I, talking I, I, about I, like Luke and Yoda and and to see to see Mando with 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 uh Grogu it was like you have to be a hell of an actor. Mm-hmm. That's Pedro Pascal. I mean, yeah. And I'll get I'll get to this point in a moment, but um. So he 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 sets him down and says, "It don't be afraid." It'll, yeah. It's gonna. It's, uh, and Grogu's kind of holding his leg. He's, he's kind of he wants to he wants to go. He knows he has to go, but but he's clearly very conflicted about leaving Dad. And then R two D two comes in, and then I became an even bigger mess. <laughs> and Grogu is literally. Me- that, I'm just again. I want to remind everybody that I'm maniacally laugh crying right. Now. And 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 Grogu is immediately just smitten with R two, mm-hmm. and R two kind of just ratchets down the okay the I, sadness. I, it's, it's interesting that you say that because I literally had a thought in my head like R two was around when. Grogu was seemingly potentially being trained in the temple. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember how often Art. I don't think Art two. I don't know if he like they was in the Jedi Temple very other, often. But it would but, be an interesting thing if they like maybe he knew that he existed. But it's like Art two kind of taking on like the the nursery droid role. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it was just so cute. Yeah. Like he he made everything all better. He, he kind of wobbled, did, did his like trademark little wobble, and Grogu loved that and. And then he reaches out and asks Luke to pick him up. He's like, oh. "Oh my god!" And and then you get uh, this just knocked me dead when you get a nod from Luke to Mando. Yeah, just full of full of subtext. Thank oh you. God, yes. Well done. And, and maybe I'm reading too deep into it, but I got super analytical even as I was watching it. I was was like. This was Luke Skywalker passing on the torch of Star Wars to Din Djarin. And in that moment, it was just like, uh, welcome to the family. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, it's not about Luke. It was all the emotion was, of course, from seeing you Luke again. But it was all about a dad letting his kid go. Yeah, honestly, though, you're you're you you hit the and, and Pedro like his his performance like just so subtle and and like like just so beautifully holding back tears like not like a crying moppy mess like it was it, it yeah, it's it's he, some he some knew... sometimes it's much more powerful to see like a grown ass man like fighting against back it tears, and putting you on know? your brave face for the kid well, you know yeah, uh-huh. like... he needed to do that he knew that if he would have like been like. I'll miss you so much. I'll remember you always. You know what I mean? If he would have yeah. gone there, Grogu would have been like, okay, no. Yep. I'm not going. I can't do it. Yeah. And so, yeah. The, and just the incredible storytelling that they they were able to tell with um, a puppet and an incredible actor acting yeah. off yeah. of a puppet. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know who, who needs to hear this at Lucasfilm, but make Pedro Pascal the center of everything you do going forward, <laughs> or at least as far as Disney Plus goes. Like this character is so much more than what I ever anticipated. Oh, and, same. And his his journey is just beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But let's let's tie this up with a bow. Luke says, I'm "Like what? You know, may the Force be with you." Oh yeah. And he takes Grogu down the hallway, and we get this rendition of the theme as as Mando's putting on brave face. Just and so he gives a little nod not. to Grogu as they get in the elevator. Door closes. Season over. Almost over. Yes, but uh, so goes the story of Din Djarin and baby Grogu. For now, hopefully. But yeah. But then. Mission accomplished. But then. <laughs> in dot, Marvel's dot, dot, cinematic universe yeah, they pulled a total fashion, mm-hmm. they gave us a cut scene. Oh, my God. F- cut to Jabba's palace on Tatooine. <laughs> what? Sitting on Jabba's throne is none other than his former major domo, Bib Fortuna. We love it. We love from it. From Return he's of the gotten, Jedi. His, his, his Noticeably little, uh, heavier. Yeah, he's gotten a little yeah, thicker. Chunky. He's enjoying the the fruits of life without Jabba. Yep. Um, here's some gunfire. Some Gamorrean guards get taken out. Down the stairs comes Fennec Shand. She's not in a, a playful mood. <laughs> she's shooting people but right merciful, and left. You know, merciful. She frees the slave. She frees the prostitute slave. It's good for her. She, that 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 girl would normally be rancor bait, but right. Uh, and then another girl power moment. Nice. Right. Uh, and then down the stairs is our dear Boba Fett. And and Bip Fortuna is like, oh Boba, oh my God, oh, you're alive! Oh, you were I'm so here. happy to see you. Like I heard so There's many so rumors. Many Bang! Shut up. <laughs> we're not gonna waste any seconds. Oh. <laughs> like your cameo's over. <laughs> Boba walks, walks up to right the throne, over. drags the body of Bib Fortuna, throws oh. it on the ground, sits on down. the throne, Jabba's throne, with Fennec, downing some spotchka. And then you hear, (laughs) (laughs) let's go, girls. And then it cuts to black with a title sequence. uh, Another drop. Inscribed on the screen, it says, uh, The Book of Boba Fett, December 2021. The... Uh, so <laughs> they they're doing a really good job of keeping this shit secret because wow so, we're so getting, this is an 11th star no Wars no well no this production. i think this is i think this is the 10th because they only announced nine. Oh, it's nine oh, okay, okay. Nine. well okay so this is where we need to we have so much to talk about but this is so yeah they just made all of these announcements i don't know if you listened to our last episode or last um mini episode where we talked about all the things that they announced at the right. uh What's it called? The they had their day. their earnings call, the investor call. Yes, turned into like Comic Con. Like apparently nine um, Star Wars productions, and are, and they mentioned production. that Mandalorian season three 
would be debuting on Christmas Day 2021. They did not mention. So, so there have been rumors that they've been shooting a Boba Fett series, but it's been unconfirmed by everybody. Now, this is what's interesting. They say this Boba Fett series, we'll call it that for for now, is coming out December 2021. The book of Boba Fett. So, there's some. So it's basically almost done. Well, there's some there's some divergent there's some divergent paths here. Right. On the one hand, you have this as like a little mini series of like three or four episodes at the beginning of December mm-hmm. that then leads into Mandalorian season three, which debuts on Christmas. Two, it's a full length series and it's going to be running almost concurrently with Mandalorian, which would Lucasfilm and Disney do that? I don't no but they're supposedly set during the same timeline number three uh the book of boba fett is mandalorian season three. Oh, that's it I, which has been I actually so. i don't think so either but that was heavily suggested today oh no i think that of yeah of i doubt the it three things the first thing that you said makes the most and i'm not even going to give credit to the people who said it because i don't want anyone <laughs> going to dig up this stuff because Great. These scoopers are, they're good for some people. I think they are a detriment to entertainment in general. Not not people who, <laughs> fi- not people who necessarily catch wind of something and then kind of report on it. There's a difference between reporting on it and kind of milking it for all of its worth and making more of something than what is there. Sure. sure. There, was, yeah. there was, this person alleged there was some behind the scenes drama that was unresolved in Mando season oh, two. Yes, and that right. Boba Fett would be like coming to the forefront for now while they resolve all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I even brought it up because like, there's just, just gonna, you, you can't, you can't, yeah. I, I can't trust <laughs> it's not even go there. So, but, but interesting though, that there's several possibilities on what this Boba yeah. series could be. My hope is that Din Djarin remains the focal point of all Mandalorian-related stuff. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting a Boba series, especially with Fennec. Like, they're going to run and they're going to, mm-hmm. like, take vengeance on the Tatooine underworld. That sounds awesome to me. Very cool. We might even get, like, a, um, maybe we'll get some flashbacks, too. Find but th- out but that funny. doesn't strike me as an eight-episode thing. No. Yeah. Which is why, why like... Maybe, maybe three or four... At the beginning of December, that leads right into Mando season three. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, if all the episodes are only like 30 minutes long, because that's plausible. Right. But like, and I I don't want to take anything away from Boba, but like, there's just not a lot there in terms of character, which is both a positive and a negative. This this season and all the other is like a huge amount. But but what you don't want to do is, is make him so much like Din Djarin. Totally. Or have a series that feels so much like Mandalorian. Yeah. You don't want to have them competing. Yeah. Right. Right. But if you make it kind of an under underworld seedy sort of like mm-hmm. mini series, mm-hmm. that's going to be pretty sweet. Especially if yeah. it, especially if he then shows up again. Totally. Hundred uh, percent. So that that's that. Uh, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> just a little. Just a little wow. Wow, wow! 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 Um, you know, we needed something else after that episode. True. Uh, what? 
so so Mando and and uh, Baby Grogu have gone their separate ways, and mm. but as we mentioned, Din Djarin's story is kind of just beginning because he has the dark saber, folks. Right. He also promised to help them take back Mandalore. Right. So we're not even. That's the, that at the, not, at the tip of the iceberg. To, yeah. Gideon is their prisoner. The Empire still owns Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Bo-Katan's going to want the Darksaber. Mace Windu is obviously still out there. With his know. peg leg and peg arm. And, <laughs> right. Um, Ahsoka Tano is on her journey, which will be covered yeah. in her series and in a Rebels series, to find Ezra and or Thrawn. Mm-hmm. We're getting a Rangers of the New Republic series, which is supposed <laughs> to be happening during all of this, which is probably Cara Dune and a couple others. And it's all going to culminate in some sort of event, so Lucasfilm mm-hmm. says. Which I, I think, I, I mean, good lord, what, what, whatever that could be. All I will say, oh. sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, going back to the, um, to the episode, just the very end and the, the credits, um, shout out to the music, the music again, because it was like, oh, oh my god, had, it was all violins or just all strings, and it was so gorgeous. Well, not not on this episode. This was the full bloody orchestra. No, 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 no. The 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 um the credits, just the credits. Oh, 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 yes. Sorry, sorry. I yeah, understand. The credits were all the credit just, music was yeah. was kind of somber, but and it was all strings, and it was really yeah. really pretty. Yes, yes. Uh. Ludwig Göransson created a whole new sound separate from John Williams for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That was so awesome that when he he nodded to John Williams, it just went to a different level. So like when yeah, Luke showed up yeah. and you get the Force theme, which is the first time we've heard it in Mandalorian. Right. Done. Just beautiful. Well done, um, everyone. Oh, but I, wow. I, uh, what? Uh, what a season finale. I mean... We talked about it, I think, last episode where I said, do you think they're going to, like, you know, tie things up or do some cliffhangers? Well, we got, we definitely we got, both. got both. We did. We got both. And, and so the, the, the cliffhangers is we've got cliffhangers. Yeah. yeah and, we still and, don't uh, know what, you know, we don't know exactly what, he, what they're using the blood for, the Grogu blood for. Um, we, uh, what else did they, did they leave undone? Mandalore. I mean, Mandalore, right? Yeah. Although we man. know where that's headed, yeah. Um, yeah, Ahsoka didn't come back for the season finale, which I was kind of expecting her to for some reason. But um, she's got her she's got her own journey ahead of her. Yeah. Hopefully, she finds Ezra. Wowie, wowie, um, wow. We're. So, I, 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 we, I. We've said this so many times. Um, we're like, how in the world are they going to top themselves? And like, and, and here we are again. Some- they saying the same do. thing. I just don't know how they're going to do it. And and they probably will. You know, part of me is like I we'll see Grogu again. Oh yeah. We will just from a marketing Jin promised. Well, yes. I mean, that's the most important thing. Jin Jarin promised. Also, Disney would be foolish. Yeah, oh, com- yeah. Also, you would have like 50% of the viewers who watch Mandalorian and be like I'm not watching this anymore. My my hope, <laughs> no, baby Gro- no, fuck that. No. My hope for Grogu <laughs> is that he gets some training from Luke, but then makes a decision when he's a bit older. I want to be a Mandalorian. Okay, well here's I want to be with question. Dad. So, um, and this is this is uh, you know something that that um, Dave Filoni is no um, you know no stranger to. 
uh, a potential jump forward in time. Yeah, certainly. But what's so interesting is they would have to jump so far ahead in time for him to age <laughs> right. considerably. So, sure. so, so say say they jumped twenty right? years. They jumped twenty well, years, and we're, we're gonna get like a. I mean, because again, we got like a John Favreau situation going on too. What if we get like a sort of a very I am Groot situation where we have like a teenage Grogu? <laughs> you know? Yeah, or, but I mean, to be teenage, they have to jump more than fifty years. Sure. I was gonna say like sixty, seventy years. Yeah. Because I think sure. I think I think it, somebody did the math and it was like every fifty years, it's like he's four. In, Maybe he'll in, at least be a human. toddler then. Like he'll but be a really talking, masterful yeah. toddler. <laughs> we'll see him again. I just, I, I wonder how. And and look, it boils down to it would be really, really sick if Disney confirms that he is one of Luke's uh, destroyed Padawans. Ooh, destroyed. Oh, that's I, I, a really harsh word. I don't. I don't think that'll be the no, case. I, think, I really can't even think about that. I think. I think he will make a decision that perhaps takes him away from the Jedi at some point. Yeah. Not. Not. Not in a negative sense, but like, yeah. he's got a kinship with Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Will be interesting Maybe he'll for somehow it. end up. Um, like you know, he like you know what the Luke Skywalker way is not my thing, and then he ends up somehow with um with Ahsoka after all that, even though she said I can't teach you. Well, and and, so. and and I don't know how much they're gonna. I don't know if we'll ever see Luke again, and I, I'll be okay if we don't because this yeah, was same. this is what we this was like the catharsis that, that we didn't even know we needed. Off. Already, a lot of people saying like this is the this is the Luke that we deserved, you know. <laughs> Well, but but they said that in kind of a derogatory, kind of spitting at Last Jedi, like that wasn't Which Luke Skywalker, yeah. and and those people. I'm sorry, then you don't understand Luke Skywalker. You don't get it, yeah, or you don't understand people. You're 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 yeah, you're, you're welcome nature. to your opinion. You're welcome to your opinion, but in my opinion, you just don't get him. Right. Because all they wanted was him to crush ATATs with his hands and be like yeah, a superhero. Right. Uh-huh. But what That's Ryan Johnson did so beautifully with with Luke in that movie is. Made, made him, him a, real a broken person, person right. who 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 was so powerful that he didn't need to exert himself physically it was mental right. at that point right and that's so much more interesting to me than same just you know force crushing but it was but it was cool for 45 seconds getting to see him <laughs> in his right. prime and yeah. that's it but what is interesting though if we ever do see him again i mean do he and Ahsoka ever have a conversation about dad? Yeah, wow. What was my dad like? Oh, my God. Oh, I would, I need to be, like, medicated for that conversation. I mean, I need to be, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I really hope that, I really, really, really hope that Hayden Christensen makes an appearance in the Ahsoka show. I really hope that's a thing. I know that he's going to be the Obi Wan show. That's cool, but yeah, I also flashback love of it. some kind. Yeah, yeah. but in, in the Obi Wan show, unless it's a flashback, he's freaking Darth Vader, right? He's just yeah. nuts. Yeah, so, so many questions. Uh, speaking of speaking of Anakin and everything, I I have to share something with both of oh. you. Okay. Oh, so today I was out running errands, and then I came home, and I had a giant, and I mean giant, box for me at the house, and. Uh, was Anakin I knew, Skywalker in there? I, yes, his body. Um, <laughs> Scorched. Um, 
uh, I knew that it was from our our friend Bruce Merkel. Oh. And um, all the way from Florida. All the way from Florida, where he's staying right now with his with his with his mom. And um, I was so excited because I knew what was in the box, and I opened it, and I was right. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was going through his childhood bedroom. Oh my god. This is something that he and I have bonded over many times. Um, our mutual love for Natalie Portman, as oh. Queen Amidala, mostly just because of her fabulous costumes. costume changes. Yes, yeah, I and knew you were going to say that. Because of her um, face, also. Right. That was a very. Sure. She was absolutely one of my very first crushes. Like I look at it. Probably now, mine oh. too. Yeah, oh, I'd fight. I'd yeah, fight. Just truly, I'd fight. Fight you for. Her. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's the reason I'm a lesbian for yeah. sure. um so bruce has been going through his childhood things and selling a lot of stuff on ebay actually and making a lot of money but he sent me his entire queen amidala collection Uh, so i have all all eight of her dolls whoa oh my gosh they're boxed they have not been opened oh my god and some really great um like coloring books and anyways so i already called bruce and thanked him for oh my god bruce Bruce. i legend it's just such a thoughtful thing because i know how much they they meant and mean to him and also because my mom threw away all of my childhood star wars i just can't believe it you can come you can come over to my house and play with mine they're all still here and right. I don't like Star Wars. Star Wars made you a lesbian, and I don't like that. <laughs> Get rid of this stuff. Um, so, anyways, I'm gonna I'll I'll create like a cool separate display for her and take a photo and put it on our Instagram. But, anyways, just I can't believe that I actually have some Star Wars things from our childhood because these are from like Episode One. So yeah, I mean that's you know, that's our childhood. Um, Have you our seen first, our my first, like, Yeah, so um, that's, that's really cool. That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, it's so Bruce, fitting. That's yeah, freaking. Cool. You're awesome, Bruce. Um, Love you. What's can't also can it. I have some? <laughs> what, what's so fitting though is that like, I, I was texting with my friend uh, Katie Daly, who's a, a avid listener of ours and a giant Star Wars fan. Thank you. Hi, Katie. Um, she I, I know her from Sacramento Music Circus, so she knows all the theater people. Big big in the theater community um but i was telling her she hasn't seen she'll be listening to this episode probably a week later because she hasn't seen the finale yet but i was telling her i i fell back in love with star wars i've always loved star wars we have a podcast for for crying out loud like (laughs) avid fan i i rekindled what watching empire strikes back felt like yeah yeah for the first time Mm mm-hmm last night yeah it was exactly everything that star wars is and should be yeah and and i love it because it was new characters that did it mm-hmm. yeah i mean we got a little bit of legacy characters i mean yes the nod the nod from luke flavor. having boba flying around all the things you imagined as a kid that's all like awesome yeah but, like the real meat on the bones was a dad and his son and yeah. that's what mandalorian is and I can't wait to see where they go from here. Me too. Can't Thank wait. you for for being along uh, yeah, for the ride with us these last eight weeks. 
Um, but stay tuned because the gallery series of behind the scenes where we're going to get the goodies behind oh, yeah. this season. We'll it's going to be real sure. good. Director talkbacks, all that sort of good stuff. And we'll, we'll be talking about that. We've got a lot of, yeah, a lot right. of other cool stuff in store for you. Star Wars is alive and well. We're and not going anywhere. Things beyond the Tauntaun. Yes. Teaser? Maybe some mark? things outside the Tauntaun. Perhaps. Maybe we'll leave that there and uh, leave that Ooh. to your imagination. Anyhow, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. If you made it this far, uh, make yourself a cupcake. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. Happy um, holidays. May the force be with you. Always. See ya.